of this particular discussion. The Money Show. The Markets. Sibuniso Ngomalo is a portfolio manager at the Old Mutual Investment Group. We saw something unusual today, and that's the resignation of an external auditor at a company. The guys who uh, can Lucky Star Pilchards is Oceana Group. There's been a whole bunch of shenanigans there in recent times. And now PwC, as external auditor of Oceana, says it has resigned with immediate effect. It says the relationship has become strained. Um, it has, uh, PwC has said that it has flagged accounting issues that led to a delay in the publishing of company results. We've seen executives leave. We've seen suspensions. We've seen a great deal of discomfort happen at Oceana. This is never a good sign when the auditors run for the hills, as PwC has done on this particular occasion. Yes, Bruce. I mean, this is obviously deeply concerning. And every now and then, the financial markets provide us a soap opera. And this one has definitely read like one. I mean, auditors, especially external auditors, are independent. And they are there to provide assurance for shareholders and investors that their accounts are above board and the company has conducted itself in a trustworthy manner. And so the idea of seeing a reputable big four um, auditor say, you know what, I'm out of here, um, that's not a good thing. And as you said, Bruce, there's, been, there's a lot that's built up to this point. I mean, I think last year we saw the CFO, the chief financial officer, suspended, uh, and then the CEO resigned, and then we had the company secretary also left the company. Um, and uh, we've had some, some stories here in terms of the finances. Uh, PwC raised concerns about um, signatures. Um, on a document relating to a $4 million insurance claim that was paid out to Oceana. The auditors were concerned that this claim uh, was recognized in the incorrect financial year. Um, and I think the company and the auditors then clearly were seeing the world from a different side. The JSC threatened to suspend their listing uh, because they were saying, hey, your financials need to come out on time. And those financials were being increasingly delayed. And so very, very concerned. And actually also, Bruce, we're in the last AGM we saw 38% of the shareholders voting against the reinstatement of the auditors. So this, um, yeah, it just doesn't smell good. No, definitely smells fishy, that's for sure. MMI came out with a really strong trading update today, and that's encouraging to see. Yes, it is, Bruce. I mean, I think on the headline basis, it does look like a good recovery. So Metropolitan Momentum, um, we saw headline earnings up 59%. Um, and we saw a very strong recovery. Um, one of the things that they said where they started talking a lot um, about, hey, we are seeing a normalization of COVID claims. Obviously, it's an insurance company. And in the world of COVID last year, the period that they're comparing to, they're saying, hey, we're seeing this normalizing quite a bit. But Bruce, there's a few things that were concerning in this particular trading update. Actually, if you delved into the detail, um, I think the margins, because um, the new business margins were far weaker than the competitors. And, uh, and there was this thing called persistency, um, which also looked uh, a little worse for the wear. And so, therefore, it looks like the ability to sign on clients is one thing, but to keep those clients paying, well, that's proving a little bit more difficult. And so, on the look of it, yes, there's a recovery, but actually the quality of that recovery here is not as great as the other competitor insurers. And so the devil here is in the detail, and I'm not sure from our opinion that this uh, result was as good as expected.
Okay, thank you for that one. And what about Bidvest? And I think Advertech also with results are today. Uh, Bidvest first. Um, was there an update from them? Yeah, there was an update for, from, from Bidvest. Um, and now, Bruce, this particular update, usually when companies issue what they call a voluntary trading update for the 10 months, um, in this particular one, there are lots of words. There are no numbers. Um, but all the words are saying that things are running well and performance is excellent and it's getting better. Um, so there's a recovery there. Except, Bruce, there are no numbers. So I can't tell you anything about a single number. But the well, words tell a fantastic story. So let's wait well, for the numbers. Man. Exactly. The numbers always tell a better story. Well, uh, a, a more accurate story. Not that there's anything to mistrust, of course, about the nice people at Bidvest. But numbers would be nice in an update, a trading update, not just words. They speak so much louder. Yes. Uh, and then uh, on to the other big one, of course, and that's Advertech, which came up with results. These are the, um, the guys who do temporary jobs. And in a low employment environment, um, a company yep. like Advertech must be struggling. Yes. No, Adcorp came up with uh, some pleasing results. We saw a recovery. Was it Adcorp or Advertech? Sorry, I'm getting Ad my Corp, ads. Adcorp. Education. Sorry, I'm, oh, oh, I'm, getting, oh, I'm getting my wires crossed. If you hadn't no. mentioned it, Bruce, I would have just looked straight past it. But it's okay. Then it's um, okay. I need to correct myself because when you make a, a blups, you need to correct it, you see. Oh, Fantastic. So we saw revenue, uh, very pleasing update on um, this particular one, concerning, obviously, AdCorp is the, the workforce uh, company that obviously is about facilitating employment and linking skills to companies. So revenue um, from operations recovered. Um, I mean, it decreased 1.7% um, relative to last year. But management actually did quite a stellar job in trying to stabilize this company. And that's what they talk about in this particular result. They talk about how they were focusing on earnings, they're focusing on the balance sheet, and they're focusing on returns. And actually, we can see some of that work coming through in a very, very tough environment. And so, therefore, at the end of the day, though, we saw earnings recover, um, whatever, 206%. But again, Bruce is on a very, very weak base. Um, and again, management has focused quite a bit on the balance sheet um, and saying, hey, we want good quality earnings, we want the earnings to lift the recovery, um, the return on invested capital, um, and actually in a tough environment, we just need to do the basics well. And actually here, I think it, in the context of the environment, um, actually this is a pleasing result, and I think the market liked that too. Good. Now the whole, if you look at it slightly, if we zoom out a little bit, I mean for the first time in years, uh, everybody is saying, you know, you should sell in May and go away. Geez, they were feeling smug because they were getting it right for the first time ever. Uh, and now as the month draws to an end, we start seeing a lot of people coming back into the market. We're seeing money flooding and we closed above, what, 72, 70,000 on the day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, a, it's been a fascinating month um, because at the end of the day, what had happened, if we go back to the start of the month, the market got spooked by the Fed raising raises, and obviously because inflation was much higher in the U.S. and in Europe um, than what people had anticipated. And it was higher and more sustained because everybody said, oh, no, it's transitory, it's transitory. It turns out that transitory is lasting quite a long time. And so with the Fed raising rates, that's usually not good for equity markets because the higher the, the, the rates are, then there is an alternative outside equity markets that means non-equity um, investment instruments offer an attractive return and money then will flow there. 
and it, it, it discourages a risk on environment. And so in this particular instance, um, we saw in the beginning of the month, I think the market was very nervous. Also, China's zero um, COVID policy. This is obviously America, the Fed, uh, biggest economy in the world, second biggest is China. And we saw China is insisting on the zero COVID policy where they've locked away um, Beijing and Shanghai. Um, and these are cities that in combination have 50 million people. So it's a lot of people which then obviously disrupts the world. And so that also causes concern about a slowdown. But as I think the month has progressed, with markets starting to come to grips with this, and, uh, and I think the market is starting to say, hey, wait a minute, maybe this is not going to be as bad. But you know what, Bruce, there are real dangers here um, if you take a longer-term view. I mean, we don't invest on a month-on-month basis. We look far out and we look years ahead and we say, what is going on here? So we are acknowledging that the market actually, especially if you look at the American market, it's come off quite a bit. But Bruce, we still think this market is very expensive in America. The earnings are very high. Um, and, uh, and so, therefore, that is a market that I think, as rates rise, should probably continue to come off, especially in the tech sector. Um, that's in America. In China, in China, we're starting to see China now talk a lot more about some form of stimulus and easing reserve requirements and all of that. And so China, because it has intentionally slowed down its own market, um, and obviously locked down its biggest cities. Now it's talking about opening and reopening. And then therefore for that, they're going to have to provide some form of stimulus in the market to excite the market um, and, 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 and drive a recovery. And with that, Bruce, we're starting to see the commodities um, come back. And the commodities are looking at this and saying, well, we like China because China consumes a lot of commodities. And whenever China stimulates, commodities tend to go with that. And so therefore the market then hence we've seen such a strong recovery in the month for the commodity sectors. We most certainly have, Sibuni Thank you. Nice uh, summary there. Portfolio Manager at the Old Mutual Investment Group, Sibuni Songomalo. And Goldman Sachs today, it's quite interesting, this whole commodity story, um, we're seeing like reports suggesting that commodities can't withstand the headwinds of the global economy. But at the same time, and maybe I'll reflect on Davos in just a moment, because I got a sense of the demand of commodities in the next decade that 